This is an Alternerd Reality Podcast. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Alternate Reality Podcast. This is the podcast for all things nerdy, all things gaming, basically all things awesome. It is the 27th of February, folks. This is our episode of the Nerdy News of the Week. I'm your returning host, Chewburger84. Some say this guy is pretty kick-ass. It is Hebrew Hammer. How are you, buddy? I'm pretty good. Was he in kick-ass? Was Nick are you kick-ass? serious right now? I don't even... It, dude, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. He was in the sequel. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. He was the mentor to the psycho chick, which is hilarious because yeah, yeah. we were talking about this just last week with Chloe Moretz. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. You're right. Um, but yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm, good. I'm glad that uh, I just actually got you to agree to play uh, Pokemon Snap. So I'm on a high. At a cost, but is it worth At the price? At a cost, but is it really that much of a cost if this is supposedly the best game ever? Yeah, I can't believe I have to bribe you to have one of the greatest yeah, gaming but, experiences Well, it's known the to same man. way like, for me with Pokemon Snap. Granted, I think like... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, sorry guys, this episode is cancelled till we address this. <laughs> Pokemon Snap was one of the greatest games of its time, though. I, I will say that. I'm just going to brush straight over that and move on. So, folks, after playing some games with him this week, I can definitely say he is the Lord of War. It is Dahooch. How are you, buddy? Oh, Lord of War. That is a freaking obscure one. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all right. You know, and that I was liked him fun. in that. I liked him in that. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I'm i going to plead the Hebrew on that one. Okay. I've, okay. I've actually That's seen that movie. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. You've been out. Let me hop in there real Hebrew. quick. <laughs> yeah, I have seen that one. Uh, okay. Mediocre, I would say. Yeah, I mean it's a Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah, I mean that's what we come to expect. That's, that's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean it's definitely on the table. Yeah, <laughs> for every face-off, we've got you know Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Yeah, so just saying Ooh. that was the second one. Yeah, Spirit of Vengeance. That was the second one. Yeah, I've seen none of them. I'm just looking at a list of Nicolas Cage movies. Wait, right wait, now wait, wait, wait. You've you've seen none of the Ghost Rider movies? No. Oh my god, dude! You at least you need to see the first one because it's actually like no, he doesn't decent-ish. See, here's the no, thing: it's though. decent-ish. The second one has got modern-day Nicolas Cage comedy. in it, so it's very unlikely I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> well, Just either saying. way, first one decent-ish, uh, second one pure comedy. So yeah, look, they do it is comic book like lore. So I mean, I will visit it at some point, but it's yeah. still in that era of like when they were still really, it out. really treating comic book movies with just disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how can you say that? They had, I mean, like Spider-Man. I don't one know. And Have two. you seen it? Spider- <laughs> Spider-Man one and two, dude. Like Spider-Man was, two was, was a solid. fantastic movie, but yeah. then we had Spider-Man Wait. three. So they still, as I said, <laughs> yeah, I mean, still hadn't figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you're going Spider-Man one and two, not amazing Spider-Man one and two and not calling Spider-Man homecoming and Spider-Man far from home spider-man one and two well yeah that's because that's <laughs> well, they yeah they're not called spider-man just... one and two exactly <laughs> motherfucker either way <laughs> actually i tell you what all over youtube i didn't realize this was a lane have you seen the whole spider bully meme oh, oh no oh, yes, yes 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 oh i've got i fucking love the one where he's darth maul holy <laughs> shit i love the one where he's darth maul <laughs> there's some that are pretty good yeah really, like really. so I'm for so those glad. that don't know what we're talking about they take his real dickhead character in spider-man 3 toby Maguire. <laughs> Uh, when he has the um, the Venom symbiote inside him making him yeah. be a douche. Mm-hmm. And then they just inject <laughs> those scenes into other movies. Most of them seem to be Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, yeah, the, when just, he it's does- just called like Spider-Bully picking on such and such. Yeah, <laughs> When they make him do the fucking dance, dude. When they make him do I the know. fucking dance. I did see gold. that. Gold. You have to. 
Yeah, everyone yeah. that's listening right now, you have to watch this. Uh, I think the dark. It is amazing is when you take the best the variety of performances that Tobey Maguire gave across the three Spider-Man movies. I didn't realize how memeable they actually were until this week. <laughs> like there was this randomly, like you're watching this TikTok. Uh, I was watching TikTok the other day where the setup was like you knew there was going to be some kind of a jump scare. And it was literally just him throwing the pizzas on the desk saying pizza time. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it's just such a dumb thing, but it was so funny. So like just because it was just really cheesy performance, you know. And then yeah. you realize like how much he looked like a 40-year-old Spider-Man playing a teenager as well, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the um uh I, I will say like just so everyone knows in the audience, if you, if you're only wanting to get one, like definitely go look at the Darth Maul one because I think objectively that was I think that was the first one. I think it's the most well made one. But um, yeah, well the uh, the one where he beats the Emperor is pretty good. Uh yeah, that, that one's that one's uh, good as well. But I would put that one in second place. But um yeah, just funny funny all around. I don't remember the other thing I was gonna say, but yeah, just great great stuff. Absolutely. Look, let's get the shameless shilling out of the way because there is a hell of a lot of fun nerdy news to talk about. Uh, so folks, if you are enjoying the show, head on over, rate and review on Apple Podcast. If you really want to support the show, go to the Patreon. We're producing around one hour's worth of bonus content every week, as well as unedited live versions of this show. Uh, that's at patreon.com forward slash ANR pod. And of course, join the conversation at discord.me forward slash ANR. So 2021, who would have thought we're still talking about Metallica, huh? Uh, oh. Definitely not me. That's for sure. What makes me so yes. happy about this story, which I'm about to tell, is how it closes the circle of completeness of irony so perfectly. So you're going to get a history lesson today, Hebrew. I like it. Okay. That's it, I don't Let's really start off with the actual story. So okay. Metallica performed on the last day of BlizzCon, which happened the day after we recorded last week. Okay. And uh, in that, they were streaming it through Twitch. And Twitch had, because it was a Metallica song playing, their algorithms fired... And they basically muted them playing these like really lame like bells kind of thing. Like a really lame, uh, you know, sort of bell song, which Hebrew would probably call hardcore. But, um, you know, <laughs> just this like really generic elevator music as a way of saying, sorry, there's copyright music here. You can't hear it. So they, even though it was Metallica streaming live, they got shut down by Twitch's copyright algorithm, which is the theme of how stupid this copyright protection and the greed of the music industry has gotten over the last couple of years, right? Hilarious yeah. story. Now, Hebrew, yeah. the reason why this is funnier is because it's Metallica. Hooch, do you, do you remember okay. why I'm going down this road? Oh, yeah, because back in the day, Metallica was one of the first groups to come out and be like, well, you can't like keep you, you yep. use our music without our license. They were the biggest, the hugest dick. Really? Fuck Lars. They were. Hebrew, Lars do you know what a shit. Napster is? Oh fucking! Uh, yes, I do. Only because of um, that movie uh, was it the Social Network where Justin Timberlake played the guy that made Napster. Oh God, you don't. Uh, he he there's no the one who's gonna point? know how, what Napster was. Yeah, I guess it's kind of shaped like where we are, right? Yeah, I yeah. Kinda, yeah. I know the history of it from that, but yeah, I know the history of it. So Metallica was like the first big act that really went hard after people pirating, right? And like mm -hmm. to the paints, like they were like actively suing Napster and eventually got them shut down too. So here we are with them fighting so much to make sure that no one, no one ever gets a free copy of their music. And here we are <laughs> that it's actually come back to fuck them in a live performance that they, they were ask. being paid to yeah. promote. So there is, is there is a lovely sense were... of galactic irony there. Yeah. But that they were giving away for free because they'll forget. BlizzCon Line was free. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, do we so really think that they did that for free? It was free to us. No, 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 no. I meant like, yes, that's what I meant. Like it was free to us. Oh, to watch I see what you're them, saying. It's true to form for Metallica because they're like, fuck you. You didn't pay for this. <laughs> yeah, that's that like, I think that that's kind of like still what they want. No, what they don't I, benefit what I, from the from the Twitch stream at all, I'd imagine. No, what I what I meant was they were off finally offering something for free that they couldn't people couldn't get because of the process that they kind of started back in the day where like you can't get our stuff that we want you to pay for for free. But now you can't get our stuff that we're offering you for free because but we But do they give ourselves. a shit cuz I think that they're No, they got their money. Yeah, exactly. I think they're probably yeah. happy about it if anything, but oh, it, is, sure it is funny that like I mean yeah. they're they're basically irrelevant now, I think. So like it is funny that in the time of um, PR need for them, probably this didn't work out very well for them. Well, there's no live yeah, gigs, like all final yeah. tours for these guys uh, yeah. either. So, I mean, like it's all sort of on hold at the moment. So, you know, getting any sort of attention or regaining, you know, potentially new audiences, because, you know, there's going to be a lot of younger folks who have no idea who Metallica is tuning into BlizzCon for the first time that, you know, they potentially miss right. some business, you know, where most of us probably own Enter the Sandman, I dare say, somewhere in a back catalog. Whereas, you know, these people who might buy That's their album just go, hear the bells and go, what the fuck is this? This song sucks. Yeah, I only know, like, <laughs> I think I know, like, three songs of theirs. One is the, like, Which one song that goes, like, nothing else matters. I was going to say, exactly all of them are from the Black yep. Album, I guarantee you. Uh, and True, then, actually. Uh, the Sandman, I know. And yep. um, I think... There's there's probably like one or two other ones that if I heard I'd know it and I know it that it's yeah, by them would. but I just can't think of the names. A right lot now. of them from movies you'd and probably know the riff but maybe not the words too. Do you want to know how I know Enter Sandman? Uh, I'd probably not. Sure. It it's them. from the movie. It's from the movie The Pussycats. What movie is The Pussycats? The Pussycat Dolls. <laughs> it's um, Josie and the Pussycats. Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, that's what it's called. Oh, the do they do a cover? Uh, there was uh, this boy band in there and they ended up like basically crashing into a Metallica concert. And the only reason why this one guy survived is because he knew the words to enter Sandman. And uh, you heard in the background whenever they showed him crashing, like the enter Sandman. Like, it always breaks my heart when you say things like this, because like you've <laughs> wasted time watching things like this. And yet, like, that was a good movie. So many that was a legitimately of the that was a fucking legitimately good movie, dude. Fuck you. That was I haven't a great seen it movie, actually. I mean, it's well, it by, by the title, I'm like, you don't mm. know. Hooch, was it good? It wasn't better than Top. Well, was what good? Josie and the Pussycats? Yeah. I didn't watch that shit. I watch movies like Top Gun. Oh, you're a fucking pussy, dude. I'm going to talk to Because he's a man. I'm going to send a message to Miss DT after this. Uh, oh, see? Uh-uh. Yeah, he was calling for backup. She's like, damn it, she left. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. All yeah. right. So we're, this we're is a story that you guys put in. tons of ammunition against you. Sorry, go ahead. So this is a story that you guys put in. So you're going to have to explain for the non-Americans why, what is a Fry's Electronics and why do I care? All right, so back in 1985, <laughs> this this little little tiny group of people created this electronic store called Fry's We're Electronics. Like midgets? It was like yes, little tiny tiny people. <laughs> uh, it was <laughs> it blew up to be a very large like electronic store mm-hmm. uh, franchise chain or whatever throughout like California, up into Oregon, down all the way into Texas, but. They were most notorious for the fact that you couldn't go in and ask any of their employees anything because they didn't know shit. Yet they sold a bunch of stuff. 
So if you wanted to have the, the most, the, the thing was most important, like it's like I need a small piece of hardware for my computer or something, or just like one kind of obscure tool. If you knew where to find it, you could walk in and you could get it. Yeah. Right. Because it started out as just a computer hardware store. They just wanted right. people to be able to walk in and buy stuff to, to build and fix computers. And I said, then it, then it became bigger. It was bigger than like the stores were pretty huge. They all had a theme in many cases. So. What happened like what? was over the last year or so. What's that? Oh, like like um, there was a the store in San Jose was like a mecca, like a temple, Aztec temple. Uh, there was one in Palo Alto here that was like a cowboy. There was one the 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 main one in Sunnyvale, California, was kind of like the uh, um, an achievement of Silicon Valley kind of thing. Uh, the one out near me where I lived didn't really have a theme because it was still in the midst of trying to figure yeah. out what they ours wanted to be. Ours didn't have a theme either. Yeah, the ones in the Bay Area had a theme for the most part because that's kind of where it all started. Actually, Hebrew, you like this. So when he said that they have a theme and that one of them was like that? shaped like a, like a cowboy theme, I just thought of that uh, How I Met Your Mother yeah. episode where the Mosby has to design a cowboy hat restaurant. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> um, him, yeah. So going back to the the fact that like the company got big it blew up it was the place that everybody just kind of walked into was like i just need this one thing this this just i know where it is but they sold a bunch of other stuff like uh appliances and tvs and uh it was best buy on crack control cars it was yeah it was best buy on crack without actually just best buy on crack yeah so so with that over the last two years i would say everybody started noticing that their inventory was disappearing and not being replaced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the first question everybody had was, are you guys going out of business? Yeah. These jackholes kept the line of saying, no, we're not. Mm-hmm. We're not going out of business. We're just getting our stock reallocated or whatever. And then they moved to this BS of moving to a consignment-based system. So now, just this week, they finally announced what everyone knew was happening. Fry's Electronics is shutting down. Yeah. Yeah, um, so this is a, uh, like, it's funny because I was, like, there, I, I think, like, I want to say, like, six months ago or so. And, mm-hmm. yeah, Fry's, like, I, I hadn't been there in, like, a long while. But um, Fry's, I remember when I was, like, much younger, we went there a couple of times. And it was fucking insane, dude. Like, I mean, this place was gigantic. It was actually, like, pretty yes. fun because it, it just had fucking everything. Giant-ass store. It was so cool. Um, but, yeah, I we... My, my dad and I went back there because um, I was going to get some HDMI cables and mm-hmm. they always had really cheap stuff, too, which was, yes. which was important. And yeah. um, there it was like a fucking graveyard in there, dude. It was fucking weird. Like, yeah, as you said, like so many of the aisles were like missing shit. It only had like a couple of things on. It. Everything was like poorly marked. You would see maybe just like uh, like two or three people in this gigantic spot kind of going around that work there and like yeah you couldn't find anyone that knew shit about anything but it was so <laughs> weird and, and so i had asked the guy i'm like oh shit amazon really did a number on this place like are you guys going out of business and he's like no no no, we're still in business and i was like i'm like literally like i looked around as soon as he told me that i'm like really like it looks like everything yeah like, jeff bezos is standing <laughs> yeah uh, yeah uh, uh. what sort of, what sort of business are you in <laughs> yeah and so I, I just like yeah i literally looked around and he's like oh no we're just out of stock and everything because we had a crazy busy uh like week from a sale that we just had and i was like 
oh, okay. And so I, I grabbed my shit and I left. But my dad and I were both we were like, man, how far that place has fallen since Amazon, dude. Like, for real, that place is destroyed. Yeah, Amazon did do a number on it. But it was just, it was hilarious. True story. Um, My bachelor party may or may not have spent <laughs> several hours or an hour at least at Fry's Electronics. No. Uh, Sounds like a fucking rage. But for me, yeah. that. <laughs> it's either that you guys like went very 80s and like built yourself a woman like fucking weird science there you go no, it, hey i've lost track of how many pieces of hardware i replaced by just walking into a fries electronics that was the thing about it mm-hmm. if your computer or a part broke in the middle of the day and you're like i it was before amazon and i can't wait i need this thing now just drive over to fries they probably will have a cheap both like uh, cost and quality wise version of what you need to just slap at your computer until you can get something else that works more long term. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. It, in a way, it's kind of sad that it's coming to an end, but it was a long time coming and finally putting it out of its misery. You can't even buy anything on their website. That's so weird. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. strange. But yeah, it's, I'm glad it's finally dead. So yeah. Yeah. As will every brick and mortar store in the next five years. I mean, rip about everything. <laughs> Amazon like, you know, Amazon them. is just yeah. yeah, crushed everyone. So whether well, that's a good or a bad thing, Big. obviously we're gonna figure that out over the next couple of years, but uh, you know, we'll see. Until it becomes its own city state, uh, then yeah. How soon after last week's vision episode came out, a uh, one division episode came out, did you download on Spotify the Agatha All Along song? Uh like instantly. Um, I, I mean, like we were, we were on, we were talking about it right after we did the episode. And I, I kept like telling you guys, oh shit, hold on, I gotta go back and listen to that song, dude. That shit was so fucking catchy. I'm seriously debating making it my ringtone, but I just need it to be like a little bit more spoiler, like post spoiler time for it to do because I don't want to ruin anyone. Um, right. Granted, I mean it's fucking pandemic time, so who the fuck am I crossing? But, um. Yeah, like that thing is so goddamn catchy. I don't know how you guys like didn't catch the bug on it because it's great. Uh, because I've watched the monster several times over, so the beat didn't do anything for me. Oh man. Well, okay. So for me, it was a, you know, it's totally new. So I, I thought it was catchy as hell, dude. I love it. Oh yeah, no, the monsters theme song is super catchy. It's funny how like of all the things to pirate in 2021, uh-huh. that that was like instantly. Uh-huh. So many people put up illegal versions of that song that they had to go, we need to release one ourselves. Do you know what I mean? Like of everything yeah. that's come out in the last year, that's the thing that got so pirated so quickly because Age people wanted to internet, hear something dude. that sounds like an excerpt from a, a musical. <laughs> Age of the internet. You never know what's going to fucking hit, dude. But th- that's true. That, that thing so, so did it. it well, I watched like those, those points. 20 minutes of like the most popular TikToks of the week. Which goes to show that I'm finally at that age of just going, I don't understand the youth anymore. Because, <laughs> no. like, you know, this trend of, like, what is what is popular at the moment. One where, like, you fake a heartbreaking situation, like there's someone homeless and you give them money at the end, you know, with some yeah. sort of a twist in the middle. That's one trend. The other yeah. one is this trend where, for some reason, chicks will lure their boyfriend over, turn around, and then basically butt bump them with full force, like their E-Honda from Street Fighter 2. For some reason, yeah. that's the thing that they're doing. <laughs> Um, and there's, yeah, so bottle flipping is obviously done and now it's just all like, you know, borderline raping some of it. Let's be real. Towel drop was always fun. That was a fun trend. That Towel drop was a good trend. I liked both sides of that, especially yeah. the ones where like, I like that it like, was both sides. Yeah. 
Yeah. What I do, what I don't love about the the way most of these TikToks feel is how scripted it is now. Like yeah. Vine Vine had some real funny scripted ones and then some that were just like, oh shit, that went bad real quick. Yeah. But like most of them, the ones that would go real bad real quick, they're all stitch ups. Like all these like, you know, trapping a gold digger or exposing a gold digger ones or yeah. you know, uh caught my boyfriend, blah blah blah, whatever. Like they're all just so fake. So. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree with that. Yep. I don't get it. I don't get it, mate. We should we should try and set a challenge at ANR who can make the funniest video. Uh, how long is it TikTok? Eight seconds? Fifteen seconds? Yeah, something like that. One of those. We I should mean, tr- we should figure ooh, it out. We should, none we, of we us should have release a video each. Ass, so like it's it will will be no one's favorite anywhere. But I guess out of the three of us, we can maybe make that. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> might be so might be a fun challenge in there. We'll see. Uh, now District Nine, a movie you guys saw, liked, didn't see. What's the story? Uh, saw it and liked it uh yeah so i, I saw it uh, it was so long ago now but um i did see it i just don't remember much about it but i remember like walking out thinking it was like i was entertained but i wasn't like in love with it but uh, yeah i i know over time like they've been talking about having a sequel but that's about it well since it came out because like you have to remember that movie was made with a tiny budget like compared to all the other sci-fi things coming out at that time, the budget for that movie was incredibly small versus what they actually did with it. And the story was really good as well because it was multi-layered. It was sort of, you know, a commentary on society as a whole, especially in South Africa. I think it was very much uh, quite poignant to the points it was trying to make about things like, you know, the way you're treated based on the way you look. I mean, to this yeah. day, every time someone says they're going to get prawns for lunch, I'm going to go, oh, I get the prawn? You know, can't help it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. District 10, Neil Blomkamp is saying that it is 100% they're working on a screenplay. Obviously, screenplay means that they haven't sold it to anyone yet, so it may not happen. But it looks like they're finally willing to give it the time to get a sequel to that, which I would love. If you guys think that it was that good, I probably just need to go rewatch it. And then I'll probably be excited that a District 10 is coming out. Because, yeah, I think like some of the... Some of the some of the cooler stuff uh, that's in there, like I, I don't think I got at at my age whenever I saw it or whenever it came out. So, yeah. Yeah, like it's not like one that I'd say you have to watch it today, but I'd say like if it's a, a you know, you're onto your next thing, you've got a TV playing in the background, which is common at your place. Just, yeah, yeah throw that on, man. It's, it's quite good. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Absolutely. So that's great news. Uh, now, I do not understand how this is true. The new Mortal Kombat movie that's coming out that the trailer launched for last week that we talked about and we're divided on is now officially the most watched Red Band trailer of all time. Mm-hmm. I think there's reasons why this does make sense, actually. And okay. I think that it all revolves around the pandemic, first of all. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I think that people are searching out new shows so fucking much right now just because... They, they just feel like there's nothing new coming around like new shows cannot come out fast enough i i constantly find myself looking through netflix and hulu for something to watch um and so like i i think that whenever this comes out plus i think there's i think that uh, hbo does a bunch of money in advertising too um and so like i, I think that this the advertising money that they kick in like really helps drive the trend up and then it always is like number one on everyone's recommended basically within 24 hours. So, um, yeah, I'm not surprised at this, um, at this current moment. Plus it's a fucking good ass trailer. So yeah. 
I mean, I, I kind of agree with Hebrew on that one. It's it, a lot of the driving factor behind what made that trailer so popular is because of the fact that nobody can go anywhere and do anything. Mm. And it's something new. And so it's generating that kind of excitement uh, on both of those fronts. I mean, it is Mortal Kombat. So there, that's also a thing. Right. Yeah, it does have an idea. Well, here's the question. How many people do you think, if it's the most watched of all time, if you think about, like Mortal Kombat is a very successful game series. Do not get Mm -hmm. me wrong. But Mm -hmm. it's also very niche in the sense that like fighting games are very specific. Even among gamers, a lot of them wouldn't have played it. How many people that watch this trailer go, oh man, this looks great and have no idea what the video game is? By numbers, you have to think it's going to be a lot. I would say most, Yeah. yeah. Do these numbers also, yeah, I mean, do they also figure out, like, multiple rewatches? Does that count, too? So it could be, like, just everybody's watching it, like, a lot. I know that when it comes to ad revenue, there is a thing that, like, you can only watch it a certain amount of times uh, per IP address uh, okay. before it stops, like, feeding in counts and ad revenue, yeah. Okay. Plus, I do It's to think- stop bots, yeah. I do think that Mortal Kombat has kind of pierced the social veil, though, because, like, people know, like, people and, and like, you know, women that have never played games before in their life, like, I feel like they all kind of know what Mortal Kombat means, like, that it's a, that it is a game. They might know nothing about the game other than, like, it's a fighting thing. But I think that it's kind of known what Mortal Kombat is, like... I don't think I'd have any like blank faces if I asked if I walked up to someone at least around my age or probably within like, you know, the 10, five to 10 years um, and ask them like, hey, do you know what Mortal Kombat is like man or woman? I think that most people would say, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess because it has been in mainstream media so many times as well, because like Mortal Kombat as mm-hmm. a series has been tried to be canceled so many times <laughs> because it was considered super violent, like yeah. with the original. That's probably yeah. a fair point. It probably has a lot more exposure than we think. Yeah. yeah, that was a one. That was a game early on that a lot of people went after to try and be like, "Oh, this game, you know, promotes violence." Like, yes, because everybody's running around ripping their spines out of other people. Yeah, and it's just oh, it's totally. yeah, it's something that's referenced a lot, just because um, yeah, it's just so violent, it's so incredibly violent that yeah, people are like, "Oh, dude, that's like Mortal Kombat style." Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it is kind of a reference point in culture. Now, uh, Feige's been out saying a lot of things because people have questions, uh, mm-hmm. especially with WandaVision being just such a runaway success. One of the questions being, how do they decide how many episodes these new shows are going to have on Disney Plus? Because obviously we know it's nine episodes for WandaVision. Next up, we've got Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is only six episodes. So people are saying, look, what's the story? And Feige said that they believe that the, the money area that they're trying to aim for is they think most of their stories need to take around six hours to tell. Whether that six hours includes the end credits or anything, we don't really know. Uh, but he said that, yeah, that sort of predicting for us that one division's total runtime will be about six hours across nine episodes. And for the next series, it'll be sort of six one hours ish. I like the half hour format. I don't know. But Did you say you like it? It's a little easier for me to digest because, you know, I can cut out a half hour easily. Oh, dude, I want an hour is a little harder more. to. It's because you don't have two kids. That's true. That's a very valid point. <laughs> yeah, two but see, I, I prefer job. the one hour for that reason. Because it's like it's just like, yeah. well, I'm going to put that one hour away a week, and that's done. Then I don't have to worry about like multiple sort of frequent thirty minutes. But the second time with one division, as much as I love it, we're not going to talk about it now because we've got our spoiler cast this week. But like, how much you're looking at like eighteen minutes on the clock 
Because you're like, man, are we going to get to the point of this episode soon? Because we're nearly done. We're nearly done. Yeah. Like, it's almost yeah. like panicking, watching it going, fuck, we're not going to get the answers that I want because we've got seven minutes left and they've done nothing but set this up. Where is this going? And, uh, you know, you don't get that satisfaction as much. I'd much prefer a one-hour format, I think. And I think for me, the one-hour format does the opposite. It draws it out too much. Oh, man. I, I Interesting. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't disagree more, but I, I get your, <laughs> I get your point on it with um, kids and stuff like that, too, though. So that, you know. Honestly, I think at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether it's a half hour or an hour. What matters to me is that you give me a good, cohesive story that I enjoy. Uh, I will admit that the one thing I do like about the whole like one division and what they've set up for just the the Marvel shows on Disney Plus is that little the drip 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 just give us a little bit each week so we can keep talking about it and keep you going. You are a much and... more patient man than than me. I guess. Oh no, that's just it. Normally I'm not. Normally I'm the opposite. Like give me their shit now. <laughs> but what really gets me going is that engagement, that conversation that we have, and we're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. Right, Especially so nobody right, yeah. has. No, oh, good lord! <laughs> Thank you. you know we did. Uh, <laughs> so when we're when we're all on the same page, nobody knows anything more than anyone else because they haven't seen more episodes, right? Yeah. So you don't get that thing. You get that we're all basing this off of the knowledge we know of the material in other medium, right? And, or and and how that all fits and what we think, speculation, this and that, dissecting and trying to see where it's going to go. That's the part I really enjoy about a lot of this stuff nowadays. That, okay. Yeah. I mean, I definitely I definitely care about that, too. That's for sure. But yeah. I, and you lose that when, you know, the, the, I don't the, think you lose it. I would. It's just, not. I would be as excited to talk about it if it was a fucking hour. In fact, I'd have more to talk about. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Not not if it goes from a half hour to an hour, because we see with the Mandalorian, you still get that. Okay. I'm talking about if you do, if you release it all at once. Uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Format so that's movies. why I said like, gotcha. yeah, that's why I said like, it doesn't matter if it's a half hour or an hour. I want it to be a cohesive, nice story. Gotcha. But don't lose, don't give it to me all at once just yet. Yeah, that's that's like personal style. But I know what you mean. Like it builds up the anticipation, like for like a, a large amount of people, basically yes. to all have to be at the mercy of the show at once. So I get it. Yes. Yeah. The negative to that is your service gets crashed two weeks in a row because you don't know how to get concurrent users hitting your system at the same time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So at least an interesting question for WandaVision, though, Mm -hmm. is that whether or not this runtime of six hours, if they have held to that, whether it counts credits or not. Because the difference, difference, if you add it up over the current eight episodes that are out, there is an hour of credits. Yeah, I would say that there's probably about an. I think there's about an hour left. If you, even if you include the credits, I would say there's about an hour left or so. If six hours, we're looking at about an hour and a half. So like a, an old school feature like the movie, basically. If okay. you if you if you not counting credits, I'm uh, sorry. If you are counting credits, if you count, if you're excluding them, so saying that they don't count mm-hmm. and that six hours is the magic number, there's two point two hours left. Okay, so then it's definitely including credits because there's no way they're putting out a 2.2 hour movie. But I, I think like I was thinking that this episode is going to be at about an hour because they've been slowly increasing the time for the most part. There's some exceptions for episodes, but they sweet ju- Jesus, we're going to talk about it in the one division cast. But I do not know how you wrap up that much in one hour and feel satisfied. 
I, I, yeah. I'm going to be stunned at how I don't think we're supposed to be hour. left fully satisfied. No, no I, I agree with you, but I think that there are certain plot points that have to wrap up in that hour mm-hmm. to make sense for the global universe um, to they? go on to the next movie. I, Which I we think will they do. I'll talk about. We'll by talk the way. about very soon. Yes. Very soon. Yes. Okay. Spider Man 3. Official title is out. Mm-hmm. It is called No Way Home. Yes, and the big surprise from this reveal, from this little YouTube video that was put out by uh, by Marvel, is Christmas 2021 release. Yes, like they only just finished filming this not that long ago. It feels like, and ambitious, yet it's coming out this year. Ambitious as fuck, dude. I'm so, so excited. Yeah, was this in the list of movies that they talked about with the the next? I don't think it was. This? Not for 2021. I, I think yeah. something's bumped. Yeah, well, <laughs> Black Widow um, <laughs> for the fifth Probably. time. <laughs> well, see, it's it's not time dependent anymore. Like, because it's no. a prequel, it's not yeah. locked into anything unless it's going to set up an intro for the new Black Widow. Mm-hmm. If they're doing that, then yeah, that's a different story. Yeah, I, yeah, I, but or you know, maybe Eter- wait, didn't Eternals get pushed or no? Yeah, Eternals got pushed. Uh, it got pushed the yeah. first time. I know it's been pushed again, but again, okay. like. It's kind of like a prequel story as well, though, when you think about it, because yeah. it's like telling the stories of the uh, Eternals. Yeah. So, you know, up and oh, well, we don't really know what they're going to do. My assumption is they're telling the story to catch them up to where we are as of now at the events mm-hmm. at the end of the Infinity Endgame. War and Endgame. I think that's yeah. that's the goal of that to tell us. I, I think that the whole thing is probably an excuse of, this is the thousand years of what they're up to beforehand, and this is why they couldn't get involved during <laughs> it, during the Infinity War. Like, there's going to be some sort of thing that kept them out, and I think yeah. that movie is explaining it. I wonder if Spider-Man three, the pushing it out for this year, is a way to kind of offset revenue. I guess because the movie industry has taken a serious hit with the pandemic. Do we know if it's coming to movie theaters or directly to Disney Plus? Uh, I've got a feeling it's going to be a simultaneous both. Um, yeah. I don't know if they I will f- do it that way, I but I, so. I've just I've got a feeling it's the way it's going. Uh, so the release schedule for this year is supposed to be May the 7th, Black Widow, but I've already seen discussions that's getting shoved okay. um, because they're committed to a cinema release and they've got the flexibility with Black Widow. Like yeah, they don't yeah. have to release it at a certain time to either pay off a TV show that's been before it or now more specifically probably set up the next one. You know, so there's so much of a push to really drive you towards a, a show. Uh, Shang-Chi is actually this year. I thought that was next year. Uh, that's July 9th. Okay. The Eternals, November 5th. And then now Spider-Man No Way Home, December 17th. It actually says this year. Mm. So phase four. Here we go. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it. Obviously, you can tell just from the name and kind of like what we have in place, like, and I guess the the leaks about the villains. I actually totally forgot about that until just now. But um, yeah, it has to do with the multiverse. No way home. I'm assuming he gets caught. But up in that's the, the crazy thing, though, is that we're going from one division where it's hinted at. Well, actually, we don't know now. We know that Scarlet Witch goes from here to Doctor Strange two. Yeah. Right, and yeah. I guess I can't really talk about it until we get no. to the one division. Yeah, yeah we'll have yes. to come back to that. I'm yeah. just curious that Spider-Man comes out before Doctor Strange. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Let's move out of this before we talk about something we're not supposed to. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> MODOK, uh, which is this very robot chicken looking TV series coming to uh, Hulu, 
which is obviously based on the Marvel character. I'm assuming it's all going to be 100% non-canon as a TV series. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, with Oswald <laughs> Patton playing the titular role, uh, he is on May 21st bringing that bad boy out. So that's not far away. Trailers look pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like uh, that they're allowing, Marvel's allowing um, for experimentation in different types of media. Like, I think that's something that's been shown like a decent bit now that they're they're okay with, you know, trying to see what what works what resonates and what doesn't so yeah this is going to be pretty funny i think yeah let's get stupid with it i mean because there is so much ridiculous you can have and i think modok is kind of the perfect character because you look at him and just go what the hell He's is this absurd looking He's a giant yeah like a crazy like when you know the yeah. story it's like very interesting but you look at him and just go what the hell man yeah, yeah you know right. it's like a face in a jar i just hope mm-hmm. that it's not like i get the vibe that it might try too hard and I just hope right. that it's not going to end up being that. So we'll have to see. Gotcha. Now, the Halo TV series we've been talking about for a while um, mm-hmm. is now going away from Showtime, uh, which was a weird place I thought to start off with in the first place. Right. Um, but it's now going to Paramount Plus because apparently everyone needs a streaming service now. Yeah. Yes. Um, what, what else is the draw cards for Paramount Plus? Like, why would you sign up to this thing other than Halo? It feels like they're anchoring a lot around Halo. So CVS, uh, it's my understanding that CVS, CBS All Access has is Paramount Plus. is now become Paramount Plus. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so it's it's all of their lineup, which um is a yep. decent bit of stuff. True. Yeah, and I think that they took out. I think they had a partnership with Amazon, but I think they put that to bed now because of this. So like right. you can't you can't get access to CBS Plus through Amazon anymore. I don't think either. So, yeah, they're definitely mm-hmm. trying to go out on their own and and really establish this streaming service. Hey, we asked for a la carte. We're getting a la carte. I think we needed we didn't need this much a la carte. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this feels like more exploitation of a la carte. Yeah, I'm gonna sub for a month for this bad boy. Watch Halo and then cancel immediately. Is like some of these services. That's what it's gonna be. Yeah, if we just had like, well, I would say like if we just only had like one or two monster services that took care of it, but then again, we'd have a monopoly situation, which wouldn't be good. So, yeah. um, So, yeah, I think we just kind of have to do it like this. But luckily, yeah, there's so many free trials involved in shit. And, you know, the way that shit drops um, with with so many series, it it comes all at once in in big chunks. So, like, you Mm -hmm. can just sub for a month and then get right out. So yeah it's not the worst thing in the world yeah or just wait till it's finished like because i mean i don't know that i need to watch a halo tv series the day it comes out just because the law doesn't grab me the way a lot of shows do but i do hope they think globally because you know all these streaming platforms go live in the u.s they make no agreements anywhere else uh so you know it just encourages me to watch it at a friend's house let's say um if they're not going to offer worldwide <laughs> releases you know it's it's so dumb saw, yeah they're getting so angry saw, at piracy but they're promoting it more than ever yeah i, I you're 100 percent right i think that i saw disney plus was moving forward with finally making theirs um international uh it's going to be called something slightly different though which is weird i don't know oh no that's a different thing entirely different, that's their adult that's their adult service it? yeah that's well, where I think you get have, uh, Disney have, Princesses no, I think, Unchained. I think Hebrew's right. But I think he was right. There is there is another service that they are doing international, and then they have that um, adult service that they're also doing. Because I think I remember reading that too. Mm-hmm. 
So it's gonna be three different. Disney My understanding Plus. was that it was it was this line. It was no. the current lineup. No, but Disney yeah, Plus basically. is already in a few countries that are not the US, but there are yeah. other countries where yeah. Disney has still got like grandfather deals that they're in for a few more years where they can't release either of right. those things. My understanding was there was Disney Plus and then there was the new platform where their more M15 R-rated content's going to live. I, I haven't heard of the third. I I'm talking about it. But, yeah, once I remember specifically the, the one I was talking about was supposed to be Mexico yeah. and the uh, uh, not the EU where you are, Emirates. There we go. Um, UAE. Yeah, UAE. Thank you. Um, so it's supposed to be like those two places and a few others, but yeah, places that aren't mm. usually in the international because it, it is Disney Plus places. here, but it's it's a sub yeah. it's a sub through a um, local platform. I gotcha. Yeah, I'll just have to look it up afterwards. Oh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, for sure. All right, Army of the Dead is... Uh, this is not a great way to sell it. A Zack Snyder movie that's coming out very shortly. Uh, on May the 21st. Did you guys watch the trailer? Yeah, yep. I did. I uh, really want to see this. I kind of want to see it. Like, I want to see it just because it's going to be something to watch. And it has um, Batista in it. So that's good. The fact that Zack Snyder made it honestly is like a down tick for me now. That's that's why mm. I don't want to see exactly. it. Exactly. Like I'm not expecting much going into it right now. So <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be something to watch. So it looks so impressive. Literally like meeting up with the name of this of Army of the Dead in like the, the final shot of the trailer where it pans out and you literally see like tens of thousands of zombies in a way that just looks yeah. so terrifying from that situation, I think is so different to so many of these movies that they've done in the past. I think it's a fun new flavor. And it looks like they're going for very comedic bits as well. Like they had like a Korean uh, Elvis zombie, like in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of funny stuff. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to go out here. Yeah, I definitely think they're trying to pull in some wackiness. Yeah, because it's such a fun idea, right? It was just like when you die and then you come back as a zombie, obviously whatever it was that you were wearing when you died, like that's how you come back. Like what if you died in a gimp mask, <laughs> right? That's a terrifying zombie that's also oh, very Jesus. ineffective, right? Because he can't bite shit, mm-hmm. right? So there's so many funny like <laughs> things that can come out of that. Like if you're not digging into that kind of humor with this, I think you're missing the point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, they're definitely seizing on an opportunity. I just I just wonder if they're going to be able to capitalize on it. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. I mean, Zack Snyder is obviously the one that you go, so we'll see. Um, yeah, I guess yeah. whether or not you rush out and see that on May 21 is going to depend a lot on next month. Because we're only, what, three weeks away from the now-fabled uh, Snyder Cut of Justice League. Yeah. <sighs> March 21, I'm pretty sure. Three weeks? Jesus. Yeah. There's a lot of launches in March for different projects. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not far away now, man. It's crazy. That'll be a spoiler cast. It's funny because like, (laughs) we did a spoiler cast of WandaVision, which was 26 minutes and went for an hour and a half, right? With us talking about it. I think the Snyder Cut will be a four-hour movie and probably a half-hour discussion for us. That's the vibe I get. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. Because um, it's just going to be us rehashing shit. our shit. shitting on it stuff, shit. basically. Yeah. yeah. That sucked. Yeah. That sucked. That sucked. All right, moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Tournament discussion of why do we keep trying to push Leto? Leto is the chick from that movie Mean Girls trying to make Fetch happen. 
right with this joker just let it's not gonna happen oh yeah it's it's so fetch yeah yeah exactly still trying to make fetch happen gretchen that was a trap (laughs) i fell into it so henry cavill is playing with my emotions pretty hard at the moment uh this instagram post he posted the other day have you guys seen this yes i have Mm. i actually saw it whenever he originally did yeah fucker Henry Cavill posted a picture of him. It looks like he's in makeup for The Witcher. And he basically says, uh, just reading up on a new project, or am I? Is this real? And it looks very much like he is reading either a screenplay or a script for Mass Effect. Yep. Man, this this is a movie universe they need to build. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%, dude. Like... I mean, I went six to midnight whenever I was like, saw that. I was like, oh, fuck, dude. Because not only is that happening, Henry Cavill being there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's going to be fucking amazing, dude. Such a good So that becomes the I, obvious question. I'm really is he is he Is he Shepard? Can we see him as Shepard? Of course. I don't see of him course. as Shepard. I, I mean, I want him to be in it, but I just don't see him. You know, that's so weird. I, I really want to see him as Shepard, but I just don't. Who the, Who would you see him as then? I don't know. <laughs> that's uh, like that's the thing. Like I, I want him to be involved. Rex. And I hope he is, and I'll certainly. T- mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose. Um, no, makeup okay. and shit. Yeah. Uh, well, with lots of makeup oh. and shit. Who, who knows? No. Um, I think Shepard makes the most sense. He just he's he's too big and stocky for for Shepard. Well, Shepard number he's one as well. And- Remember that, like, out of all the things that happened, like Shepard does a lot of cool shit, but Shepard as a character is bland as fuck. Like, he might as well be called Captain yeah, Whitebread, sure. right? I actually kind of <laughs> hope that they go Fem Shep as canon. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, really. I think it's yeah, a more interesting nice. universe as Fem Shep, especially with seeing like yeah. how strong. Uh, what's the new Star Trek called? The TV series is it Discovery? Yeah, yeah, Discovery. Yeah, like watching uh, watching that last as the female captain and the storylines they set up through that. That's been really good with Michael in the lead. Like I've really enjoyed that. So I mean, if they if they She's went a femship route, you would get exactly you would get no resistance from me. And I think there's a lot of stories that you can tell in that universe that uh, add on more as a guy rather than doing the whole Kirk can fuck anything with a whole storyline that's been done many times in you know <laughs> space exploration shows. You know. I mean, I think that um, there's there's one thing that we've seen just from recent TV trends is that, like, when done correctly, um, female leads can be so much, I don't want to say necessarily more impactful, but can be, like, really, really impactful with good storytelling. Because there's specific yeah. beats that other, that, like, you know, uh, male roles can't inherently pick up on. Um, so... Like, I, I think that there's, like, some really cool stuff that they've done that. Like, that's one of the reasons why I like Ahsoka so fucking much. But, um, mm. yeah. So, I, I would be interested to see that. Like, this is one of those occasions that I would be interested to see that. Because you're right. Um, Shepard is pretty fucking boring as a yeah. character uh, relative to everyone else. But, yeah. Whenever it comes to to uh, who I see him as, I just physically I don't see uh, um, Henry Cavill as him. So, yeah. I don't know. I think here's the difference, and I don't want this to... I'm going to preface it by saying it's not sexist, and I hope it doesn't sound that way, but a female lead going through a whole range of like emotional uh, challenges and stuff mm-hmm. is more compelling and more interesting to a lot of people, I think, than a male uh, lead character doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. 
because sometimes people might think that when you get to some of those harder emotions, lower emotions, that maybe he seems like they're just whiny. And it's like, no, this is like, it's a person. He's feeling stuff. But mm-hmm. because of the whole toxic masculinity we have in just in general, they that there's a lot of people that see any man show any sort of emotion like that is like a wuss. And then they can't believe that he could then turn around and kick some serious ass. Mm-hmm. Still hate that so, word toxic masculinity. But yeah, yeah. me too. Well, I hate the way it's described. It's it, all, but I will say that yeah, you're yeah. onto something that is actually true on why I think it's more powerful seeing uh you know things like performances like uh the one i said from star trek or other ones where there's a female lead because um it is the same as a male playing it but they go the extra mile of showing the what comes after like it shows the real weight and burden of command that -hmm. you do this thing you get the successful outcome of the mission but someone key to you gets hurt or dies or a child on that planet um, that you met briefly on your time on there dies because of a decision that you made, but it was the right one for the greater good. And they allow the female actresses to feel the weight of it after, like they'll add in those scenes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they're going to start doing more of that, because I mean, that's the thing, the, the Mass Effect games in a lot of ways are the weight of his decisions mm-hmm. uh, that obviously lead to him building relationships with other supporting characters. Um, and you really feel the decisions where they go good or bad, right? Yeah, yeah. And except for the end of number three, which until they put in the third one was fucking terrible <laughs> no matter what you did. Piece of shit. Uh, but yeah, I think that's 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 the key for me of why those roles are so different. Everything's the same. They're playing stoic because you have to as a commander. You can't really show when you're feeling fear or anxiety because it's infectious, right? It's not yeah. toxic masculinity. That's just what you have to do as a leader, right? Yeah. But then I think allowing them to feel that when it all comes down and show that on camera, that's where I can kind of get the angle you're coming from that you call it toxic masculinity. They're saying, well, you can't let them see that. Whereas I think it's the opposite. I think that if you show those scenes, guy or girl, afterward, it's those are the key scenes that tell you the weight of the person that you're dealing with on the oh, show. Yeah. They've always done Absolutely. it with like little cutaways where you sort of see like the guy's shoulders briefly shrug as the doors close, you know, or a breath out of relief or puts his head down like you know or the the classic you know shower running and he's got his head down with his hands on the wall like those right. kind of scenes rather than actually showing you know them letting them feel it or or cry or whatever it is so I th- yeah that's why i think, think femship for me weirdly i don't i never thought a few years ago i'd want this but that's probably where i'd prefer it goes because of the nature of this universe you know yeah, you have to care about this universe enough to want to save it yeah, yeah. Uh, a good example of that would be Edward James almost in um, Battlestar Galactica. That was actually a very good call because that was, yeah, he does cry at the weight of command. He becomes yeah. an alcoholic at the weight of command. When his friends die, he says, fuck the galaxy. I don't care anymore. I'm done. You know, that that's actually a, it's a great shout. I mean, if they tell the ship story, male or female, like they did as the Admiral, bro, you're going to have a great show. Yeah, that's why you love the Admiral. 100%. That's why everyone loved the album more, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so, look, let's say it... Yeah. I was just going to say, so do you guys have picks for who you'd want? Like, specific actor picks of who you'd want as Shepard? Male or female? Well, I never had this news in the last 24 hours, so I haven't had enough chance to digest it yet. But I will say, I th- I have a feeling it's going to be Cavill. I think we need yeah. to kind of get onto that. Because if, if they're offering it to him, I, I can't see any logical one that it wouldn't be him. But he's also the flavor of person that would want this too. Like he is a nerd at As heart. A gamer, he chases yeah, right. nerd projects. And the thing is like, just because he's not my dream casting for this, 
because we know who he is and how he approaches these nerdy roles, that he understands the importance and the weight of these characters to so many gamers out yeah, there. He'll treat it with I think respect. he'll crush it. Yeah. yeah, I think if they cast him as it, it might not be the one that look at him and go, mm. but, you know, and I think, you know, they, if they're trying to get an actor like that, number one, they're showing that they're investing in Mass Effect. They're mm. treating it seriously, that's right? True. Like yeah, a border, like mm. Borderlands, like look at what we've yeah. drawn there already. Yeah. You know that's going to be tremendous because the script had to be good enough to get those people, like a Kate Blanchett. And, and so, the budget had to be big enough too. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So I think that, you know, Cavill's writing that, you know, uh, nerd legend stuff of, you know, The Witcher now and Superman and putting it all together. He's shown that he can do things like the, you know, secret agent badass in uh, Mission Impossible and mm-hmm. uh, Uncle. What was that one called? Man from Uncle. The Man, Man from, from Uncle. Uncle. Amazing. Uncle, which he was Amazing. tremendous in. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, look, I mean, I, I'd live with it for sure. It'll be a, a different Shepard that we've known, but not necessarily i just wanted thing. to lose all honestly you have to lose like a lot of muscle mass um nah, to, to do it I no think. he's nah. a military guy like it makes sense yeah. to the actual story they just bitched out and they probably were giving into the whole toxic masculinity narrative oh you can't make him look too can't make him look too ripped man you're being fucking uh putting unrealistic body images on boys <laughs> you know so as, an, as a hyper obese man i just say fucking let him be jacked <laughs> who uh but who was femship who would you cast as femship oh shit um do you know who i would actually love to see is her uh the chick who plays may in agents of shield she's the bounty hunter in mandalorian oh you're talking about ming na wen i sure am really fuck yeah huh not not uh okay okay you don't you don't think she's a l- little too little? I don't know. Um, <laughs> a little too little. Little what? <laughs> she's little a badass little, in every though. scene that she's she in, is. son. She is a badass. She is a badass. Yeah. No, I like I, her a lot. I think she'd be great. Um, okay. Who else is in that space? I mean, part of me would would like look for a Katie Sackoff type, but I don't think yeah. I'd want Katie Sackoff <laughs> as that. Yeah. She's, she's, Just, she's such a great. Well, she's such a great side character. But when when she's the thing that all the weight's on, sometimes I don't know. Hmm. Uh, only because I'm like super partial. Let's give Karen Gillan more work. <laughs> As femship, I just want to see Karen. I would buy it, but no. I'll take her in anything. <laughs> really. I just want to see Karen <laughs> Gillan. That's all I want. Yeah, I mean, because she she was in Doctor Who, so I mean, she's been in worlds like this before. But again, she's the same thing for me. I think she creates these incredibly wonderful side characters, but. Oh, I guess she's the emotional lens for the Doctor through two series. So she's got it in her, but again, it wouldn't be my go-to. Mm, okay. And she's, I mean, she's got the action chops with, uh, you know, being in both the Marvel, the MCU and Jumanji. <laughs> Jumanji. In fact, we're using a Jumanji for a bar for anything. Is Have uh, you seen Jumanji? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I need some more time to process this. If it's going to be a femme chef, who would I cast? I'd say Ming-Na Wen's probably my number one, though, right now. Yeah, I mean, it's slightly on the older I'd scale. I need more time to decide, personally. I can't think yeah. of any off the top of my head. Kalmar is suggesting Emily Blunt. Emily oh, Blunt? Yeah. yeah. Actually, I, I'm going to say it again. Kate Blanchett as well. I mean, she is fucking exceptional. <laughs> I mean, and she has played anything. so... 100%. And, and she'd carry the shit out of it, too. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I'd probably say if we're going for like sort of age-ish accurate, maybe Kate, Bl- maybe Kate Blanchett, yeah. 
Emily Blunt's not a bad shout though, because uh, she played a fucking badass in Edge of Tomorrow. Yes, she did. I would take uh, yeah. Josh Krasinski as as Male Shepherd. I could live with that too. Uh, actually, I'd rather see that than Cavill. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, me, me too. What yeah. if they, what if they actually do both of them? Oh, you just want to see the married couple again? No, no, no. I'm just saying. Like, Save that just, for the Fantastic like, Four, my friend. Oh, I, actually, Hebrew, because you're so in love with those two as a couple being yeah. in the same project. Have you ever heard to what they refer to themselves as their celebrity name? No, what? Crunt. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's so, funny. <laughs> That's so up their alley. Their sense of humor is amazing. I love them so yeah. much. Yeah. Oh, oh, I've heard them on talk shows. Like, because they obviously, because they, 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 people was like, what do you, what do you call yourself? I was like, yeah, Crunt. Like, what <laughs> fucking crunt? He's like, yeah, yeah. Like you describe it as something like that's a bit of a crunt thing to do. Like they're so funny. That's so British humor from her yeah, for sure. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, I, I will admit I did laugh my ass off when I heard him say that because it's no sort of like I don't know what are the celebrity names out there now. I can't even think now. Well, who the fuck knows? I I can't keep up with that shit. <laughs> are God. there any couples still together that got celebrity names? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. R.I.P. Kanye. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So while we're on the topic of uh, Henry Cavill, I'm going to jump a, a few notes up. But J.J. Uh, Abrams has had a long-standing contract for a little while now with uh, DC. Mm-hmm. And uh, they knew they were working on something for Warner Brothers. Don't know 100% what it is. But then today, they're reporting very strongly that they're going to put him in charge of a Superman movie, which looks mm-hmm. like they're going to try and reboot Superman for this. And just before we started recording the show, there was two news outlets, uh, including comicbook.com, that were reporting that it's very strongly uh, suspected they're looking for a um, a black male lead instead, mm-hmm. possibly doing the Kelvin Alice Superman, which is still Kal-El, but it's a version where he looks a hell of a lot like Barack Obama. That was kind of what it was loosely based on for that comic run. Right. Since since there is a um like a com that's one of the things I looked for because I thought it was just going to be like a straight up reboot, but this time um with with a black guy, and I was like, um like I, I'm not a fan of that because like it just doesn't look like the source material for me. Like I am one of those people that like I, unless they kill it, unless they absolutely fucking kill it in auditions. Like I do like them to look closer to the source material. Mm-hmm. That's all. Like just respecting that aspect of it. But since I saw that there's several comic runs of uh, a black superman then i'm like fuck yeah go for it i just didn't want them well i'm just not a fan of rebranding someone as someone else whenever i would much rather them have a new character with its own mm. identity created and have it be that person which it sounds like is the situation here. well see telling a superman where it's not kal-el makes the most sense too like just by saying oh, it's right. still kal-el but he's just black now that's a weird thing exactly right? it's just because yeah. there's no narrative reason for it exactly. if it's yeah. like you know a different household or something from krypton or whatever like telling that new story i think in this case absolutely exactly. but uh, look yeah. i'm same. how mind. big is the house of l right oh exactly yeah 100 percent. that unknown yeah. factor is what they could like expand on right here like it yeah. gives them that that room so yeah yeah like as long as he isn't exactly superman like the superman we know like and it's you know someone else is slightly different than with its own identity mm. i'm all for it it's interesting to see how they approach it too like you know so many times that they try and really when they change the uh lead actor and they change the story like this along racial lines like how much the soundtrack changes I will say that every time they've recast it and it's been African-American, the soundtrack is so much cooler. 
Oh, right. 100%. <laughs> like fucking Miles Morales versus Peter Parker? Killed Please. Yeah. I was fucking every time. Dude, that Spider-Verse soundtrack was so good. It, it yeah. really was, dude. It was so fucking good. See, so yeah. all the white boys get this fucking slowed down orchestral shit and they're dropping bangers from like Lamar. You yeah. Know? It's fun. Not fair, bro. We need better soundtracks. I agree. <laughs> um look i can see i mean people have been saying look michael b jordan for superman for years man um and i'd watch that um uh, but then idris elba always a logical contender for me if they're going to cast it i don't see him as i don't see michael b jordan as superman i just don't yeah i don't yeah you don't think so think about like i mean remember we're talking about like captain whitebread for superman normally like very bland Mm -hmm. very sort of honorable kind of guy we've seen michael b jordan play roles like that before and the dude's jacked and pretty attractive. So, I mean, he kind of ticks the boxes of um, all of those things that Superman is just as a black guy. You know what I mean? Well, like, I think Clark he can 100% Kent. play it. What's How that? You, that's can the thing. He play, exactly. Or Calvin Ellis. Can he play the... the well, Calvin the, Ellis, the he can. Identity. Clark Kent, no. But that's kind of no, the point, That's right? what I meant. It's like, the secret identity. Uh, I guess that's true. He could be... Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I'm showing how little I know about Calvin Ellis. But that, that's oh, I think f- we all know it was, it was it's one run. Do you know what I mean? Like it's literally, you know, they're going after this. I'm, I'm curious to see why they want to do this story. Like I have to read the Calvin, Calvin Alice run myself now because I, think- I know fuck all about it. Other than the fact that apparently it was heavily inspired by Barack Obama at the time. I think we touched upon it last week when we were talking about, you know, for the casting of uh, I can't remember the exact story. Supergirl as Latina. For, yeah, for Supergirl. Well, yeah. no, 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 not that one. There was another one they were looking specifically uh, for. Constantine has to be black. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, exactly. So it's the whole thing of inclusion and representation. But I think they're taking it a little bit too far by actively going out and going, oh, we need to find more things. It's like what we what we don't want is like the singling out because then you're doing the opposite effect. Mm. All we want it to be is not not be an issue. Like you don't say this person is the black blah 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 or whatever. It's this person is just a character, regardless mm. of what what their race is. That's true inclusion and whatever. oh for sure. But see, this makes sense because that's an established character, right? Exactly. See, this I don't have as much of a problem with because Calvin Ellis is a comic book character mm-hmm. that is uh, that version of Superman. That's fine. When they basically say, we don't really know what the script is yet. We don't really know what it is, but all we know is it can't be a white guy. That's when you sort of like, that's a kind of, re- you know, reverse discrimination is the wrong word. It's still discrimination that I just find so dumb to the idea of the narrative. I think there is a Superman story, if you set it in today's America, that is compelling as fuck. Like you could have a guy that is there literally saving America, literally protecting everyone and has the most noble of goals and 50% of the country is going to hate him. Well, you kind of had you kind of have that with Superman regardless. I guess that's but, true because of the alien and like yeah. Lex Luthor very much taps into QAnon yep. type shit anyway. Yeah, yep. you're not wrong. Yeah. 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 So I, I guess for true. me the thing is you said the Calvin Ellis run was one run, right? I think if so. It, Again, I'm coming in very naive here. But like, if they want to reboot Superman, there are a bunch of other superman based characters that have had longer runs look i'm not saying of i'm course. against it i want to see it i'm totally going to see it i'm just my thing is i'm worried about the the opposite effect of well now people are actively looking for not you know uh for people for, for roles that are people of color specifically excluding 
people that yeah. are, you know, white. And we that's not what we want. That is clearly not what we want because that's when you start pushing the extremists to doing something, you know, again, I'm... I'm well, and, I'm, and it allows reverse behavior too because you, you yeah. can't do one without the other and, and not be a hypocrite. Because, I mean, if you said yes. right now I'm casting a role but, you know, no black people allowed, no Asian people allowed, bro, you might as well just resign now because you are fuck son, right? Yeah. Um, but without getting into the politics too much of it, like, I mean, that's definitely been what's happening at the moment. And you were going to see a pushback, like, at some point in the near future. I mean, right yeah. wings are already doing it now on all the commentary things. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, I've said it a thousand times. If it makes sense for the story and narratively there is something great you want to explore, bro, I'm 100% on board. But if it's tokenistic bullshit to try and appease, you know, um, you know, WB shareholders because they f- they shit the bed so hard <laughs> with Whedon and everything that went down there. Like, this is not the way to do it. No, it's not. Yeah, but look, if JJ's got, if JJ Abrams has an idea for a script that this makes the most sense and this is an awesome story to tell, fucking of course, let's make it happen. No, just make sure it's a one shot movie and not some sort of trilogy because then it'll suck by the time we get to the end of it. Yeah, exactly. Depending yeah, on who I'm they cast, of, too. I'm just tired of Spider-Man, like, or Spider-Man. Uh, well, I guess him, too. But Superman, like, reboots. There's been well, so they're both many. rebooted about as often as each other. Exactly. Spider-Man yeah. and Superman, yeah. So, like, I, I just want to end that, and, like, whatever fucking route ends that, I'm I'm okay with at this point. Just fucking get us there. Yeah, I don't so, want another origin story. Exactly. So, um, Well, you're going to have to have an origin story if it's Calvin Ellis. Yeah, I yeah, guess so. Yeah. But as long as, but that's the thing is that in this case he's he's not um, actual Superman, or I mean like he's not the Superman we know. So if it's his, it's at least a different origin story. You know what I mean? I don't want to see the same thing rehashed over and over and over again. But it's it's Superman in a different universe, though, right? It's part mm-hmm. of the multiverse. Yeah, but I would assume isn't it? It's still going to be different. Like I would imagine his origin story is still different. Well, well, no. But what I'm saying though is like I'm you said, idea. you don't want him to be known as you know, be Superman or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in that universe, he is. Superman. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I said the Superman we know. Oh well, okay. Well, that's well, like so, uh, our, yeah. our universe. Like the Clark Kent, like same powers, same origin story like of like Clark how Kent he got to Earth, and yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, that's it. A lot of that yeah. will be the same. I think because I dare say if they like copy pasted most of this, like you know, I dare say like growing up in a regional town of Smallville as an African American gentleman would have been a slightly different story. <laughs> yeah well more than likely they'll put him in some sort of freaking ghetto somewhere or something like that oh jesus <laughs> shit dragon that's what they're gonna do I, I i have to read the comic now I like know, i really want to know if that's yeah. what they're doing yeah i guess then i can yeah hopefully once we it won't stories, be that tokenistic like a, honestly like that's i feel like i don't think they like, would have would they i don't know i don't know i have to re- i haven't read the thing as i said so i have no yeah. idea as what, i said it Calvin as was. i said it i second guess myself and thinking like the studio actually might do that it seems like such a weird choice though you know like introduce this and then like throw in old sorts of stereotypes and tropes that'd be so fucking dumb to waste <laughs> yeah, it's, an opportunity it's two, like this two steps forward one step back or i mean yeah, sorry, you're gonna rewrite it rewrite back. it properly rewrite yeah. it in a way that is positive and encouraging and isn't spinning the same tires we always used to yeah of course I would like yeah. that he grows up as like a super rich kid and is just pretty much a douchebag and then has to realize that he can't be a douchebag and has to be nice and try to save people. That'd be great. Honestly, I'm all so for that. Bruce Wayne, if he had superpowers. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Wayne, if he Works fucking mattered at all. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, oh here we go. Ooh. This guy. <laughs> so 
I'll let you go from that shitting on one of my favorite things to something that uh, <laughs> I could care less about, but it's important to you. Um, Avatar is getting its own uh, studio, Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, first of all, let me say, like, I mean, you can shit on Avatar if you want. I'm not like the biggest Avatar fan in the entire world, but I have seen the series. Um, I know very little about it. Yeah, so, yeah. Shit. I mean, this this is cool. I, mean, I think we've all seen the fuck up movie. I think we all saw the fuck oh. up movie, didn't we? I, <laughs> no, I haven't. I should, I should actually say this is Avatar, not the uh, blue people who have, like, you know, inter- <laughs> interconnecting butt plug tales. Yes. This yes. is the the last Airbender series. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Now, this is this is off the heels of um, Korra, um, the Airbender. So, yes. like, and that, that I honestly, did you, I, did you watch that, Hooch? I think you watch Avatar. Nah. I know nothing. Oh, I'll say the only thing I've seen an Avatar in its completion is the stupid movie. Oh God! Well, yeah. Don't take that as like gospel. I know. It was fucking terrible. Wasn't that M Night yeah. uh, yes. Shyamalan? Yeah, M Night Shyamalan. Ding dong. But yeah, so that that was um, that was a bad representation of it. Don't take anything from that. But yeah, the um, the original series, uh, very fucking good. Uh, you should watch it on Netflix, by the way, if, if you haven't, or you're looking for something to watch. Really good animated show. They just brought out Korra not too long ago. Um, she was a little bit of a Mary Sue, honestly, but um, still a, a solid series. Not quite as good as the original, but there is so much room to play there and so much unexplored territory. And it's a really, really like they created such a foundation of a world that's so interesting to explore. So I'm not surprised at all that they're trying to create their own universe out of this, especially since. I don't think Nickelodeon really has anything to really like make a universe out of with big IPs anymore. So, or at least that makes sense like this. So um, I'm not mm-hmm. surprised to see them do this. So I, I hope that they do explode. I just hope that they do it well. Cause honestly, it's a series where I would, it's going to be really annoying if they do it improperly again. So yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see, but it is cool. So yeah, all coming through Nickelodeon is uh, making all this happen. Mm. So curious. And then uh, in a sliding doors moment, uh, it turns out that Tom Holland originally auditioned to play Finn in the new Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, that was a weird one. <laughs> I, I read that article and that's so Tom Holland. The I fact know. that he's, he's trying to work with someone standing in as a robot. And that person is making, you know, sounds bleep, bloop, bloop, bloop. And he can't mm-hmm. help but start laughing his ass off and blew the audition as a result. I mean, I'd do the same probably. I don't know if you can keep too much of a straight face during that. Well, I mean, I if know. you're a good actor, you can. Are you saying Tom Holland isn't a good actor? I'm saying Tom Holland can have tendencies to do bad actor things. Man, fuck Like you. spoil movies. <laughs> uh, that's not Take bad it. actor thing. That's just like not being able to keep his mouth shut outside of actor things. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. He's, no, he's an actor. He's still. If you're an actor and you can't have somebody ask you a question and you can't remember, oh crap, I can't say anything about this. That is that I is mean, you being like shitty memory abilities as a <laughs> as like a person. It doesn't reflect yeah. on your acting capability. Well, the impulse control of a guy in his early twenties. I mean, let's be real. I mean, we're putting a lot of criticism on this kid who's been famous for a heartbeat, uh, and you know he's he's a kid. At the end of the day, well, he's a kid, an idiot kid, like we all were at the same. I age. would say. And I would argue that probably all of us would be probably a little more tight-lipped or like a very a lot yeah. more conscious if we were in that scenario where we like. Bro, our if you were cast as Spider-Man tomorrow, let's be real, 
if someone called you and said you are going to be actually no who are you you are going to be gambit on screen mm-hmm. oh god you're telling me that you would me. keep that to yourself <laughs> if i if they offered me millions of dollars and said you get this millions of dollars if you don't tell anyone you bet your fucking ass i would tell no one no one so yeah. i literally i literally do it every single day i can't say anything about what i'm working on yeah, I can't tell anyone that I'm gambling. Well, oh, so I see what you're saying. You're saying you're better than Tom Holland? Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, I am. Because <laughs> I don't make as much money, so spoiling it for me is yeah. a significant. Is a significant <laughs> yeah, the, the stakes are much lower for you. <laughs> no, for him. They're lower for him. They're much higher for me. Well, I screw this but up. I mean, like, if you got the opportunity, like, you would, you would probably agree then. If you got the opportunity, but they were like, you'll only get the money if you don't say anything. Like, you would, your lips would be fucking sealed. Even that at oh. that age, I'd bet, right? absolutely yeah i well, would you know what? maybe soul. not at, maybe not at that age because I, I remember myself in the 20s i my ego was so huge that i would not have been able to keep anything to myself i would have worn it like a fucking badge and been like look motherfucker this is me dude you and could put everybody... you could put fucking uh margo in front of me and be like <laughs> this is yours if you just tell me that secret my lips are staying fucking shut my knees might oh, my open, li- but my lips are shut. <laughs> oh, my lips are shutting on something. It's all funny when it's hypothetical. Do you yeah. put the real world, you know? And then the opposite question. Like, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, I think it's hilarious, man. Because, like, all I can think of when I hear this story is that skit from SNL where mm-hmm. they uh, were doing the auditions for the new Star Wars movie and they had um, Brian, what's his name? Brian, what was his name? Monaghan? What's that guy's name? Bobby Monaghan? Well, yeah. yeah was uh being Danny DeVito auditioning for BB-8 and it was just him like curling up yeah. into a ball and rolling around on the floor wearing a BB-8 t-shirt oh, hilarious oh, all I, I can picture I is that one. Oh, really I thought it you were talking about the one with like so, like where people were making like did Emma uh Stone and Sofia Vergara trying yeah. out for so there's there's like stuff. three of those and one of them is uh yeah it's got Danny DeVito auditioning as BB-8 Shit, it's in that it's that. in that cut watch it again man okay you'll like right. it yeah yeah yeah, Bobby, Bobby Monahan's always their go-to DeVito guy. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> but like, but try try auditioning for that role where there's a guy next to you doing that. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You, you it's not, yeah. yeah. Um, but number two, and this this kind of ties back into what we were just talking about. What that shows to me is that if when they into when they were doing uh, casting for this, there was no race attached to it, and the fact that it went to the best guy for the job at the time, uh, which was mm-hmm. Boyega, great. Let's do it that way. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's well, what do it that way. Like, As you know, they passed on character. Tom Holland to exactly. They passed on Tom Holland, who was future Spider Man, right? To go for the guy that was built better for that job. I think um Tom Holland, I love him as Spider Man. I think if they had to play him Faith play Finn, would have been probably not as good as John Boyega. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. based on what we saw. I, I you know, I mean that. they wasted his potential in the second two of that trilogy, but in the first one he was great. Yeah, I 100% agree. Like, because this is, I think, is the epitome of what I was saying. Like, where create new characters and and yeah, don't attach rates to them. Make it the best of who you can be. For me, the switch up is just whenever there's already a created character, um, mm. and then you start to try to switch things up. But in this case, yeah, I think you're right. This is a great example of that. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, what do you say, boys? Wrap it up for another week. Uh, yeah, I think that pretty much does it. 
Yeah. Excellent. So we have one other episode coming out uh, this week, which is, of course, what we played and what we saw this week. Uh, we're talking about Outriders. Uh, we're talking about me finally catching up on Clone Wars. Almost, Hebrew. Almost. Ooh. Uh, so tell you a little bit about that in that episode. And then we may be doing a WandaVision uh, exclusive. We'll tell you guys about that uh, if we get there. So uh, to find out if we are going to do it, make sure you join the Discord, discord.me forward slash ANR, where we post all our announcements. Uh, you can head on over to our Patreon page if you want to support the show at patreon.com forward slash ANR pod. And of course, uh, helping out with those rates and reviews over on Apple really helps us, guys. Uh, helps us grow the show very, 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 very slowly, but we are slowly, slowly getting there. So thanks <laughs> to all of you that have taken the time to do that. Uh, but for this episode, that's it. Uh, thanks, Hebrew. Yep, no problem. Thanks, Hooch. Not a problem. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Cheers.